What is up? What is up? What is up? Welcome to the Mitch Davis Show. I'm your host, Mitch Davis, founder of the Mitch Davis Show.com, podcast host of the Mitch Davis Show podcast. Find me on Twitter, Mitch Davis underscore eight, Facebook and Instagram at the Mitch Davis Show, and also on YouTube at the Mitch Davis Show. And you can listen to the podcast on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you like to digest your podcast by simply typing in the Mitch Davis Show. It is Friday, October 6th. It is Podcast Friday. Week 6 of the Southeastern Conference football season is upon us. Rob Brown will be joining me momentarily from Sidelines.Live on his weekly appearance on the Mitch Davis Show podcast to talk all things Southeastern Conference football. Again, I'm your host, Mitch Davis, founder of the Mitch Davis Show.com. Podcast host of the Mitch Davis Show. Follow me on Twitter, Mitch Davis underscore 8. At this time, I'd like to welcome Rob Brown from Sidelines.Live on the Mitch Davis Show podcast to preview week six of the Southeastern Conference football season. What is up? Welcome on another episode of the Mitch Davis Show. It is Friday, October the 6th. It is the weekly edition of the Rob Brown segment on the Mitch Davis Show from Sidelines.Live. Rob, welcome back on to the Mitch Davis Show podcast. How are you doing? Doing great. Uh, we just, you know, walking outside here. It feels like fall. Uh, it's tough. Last weekend we were at the Auburn Georgia game. It was ninety something degrees and felt like it was one hundred and twenty. But uh, really feels like fall, and we're starting to get a really good idea of who the best teams are in college football at this point. Rob, we got some big games this weekend. We'll talk about, but I'm going to ask you about last weekend. Obviously, I want to talk about the game that you were at, the Auburn and Georgia game. What did you see out of the Bulldogs? How optimistic are you from from an Auburn standpoint as well with the outcome and kind of how they continue to fight against Kirby Smart and the fighting Bulldogs? Well, you, you can see Auburn clearly outmanned, at least on paper, but not in heart. Um, and Hugh Freeze is going to be able to go to recruits, and there were a lot of elite recruits there, guys like K.J. Bones and a five-star out of Buford, Georgia who was recruited heavily by Georgia and Auburn. He's currently committed to Florida State, but he's come back to Auburn. I think he's coming back for another game. There were a lot of, of kids there, some who were also committed to Auburn. But I think that's going to, you know, as Dan Caldwell said, Auburn undercover, Auburn's going to be able to benefit the next two or three years from that. Just, you know, ran out of gas in the fourth quarter. Kind of, I thought that game would go down to the last drive. A lot of people thought, you're crazy. I'm like, well, you don't know that rivalry. And the best player in college football uh, made the play when Georgia needed it most. I'm talking about Brock Bowers. But but Hugh Freeze is genuinely in love with, with Auburn. He's got a, a daughter in school there, one that's graduated from there. But all three of his kids are there. Uh, he's a happy man, uh, and he's working. And he's, he's, he's going to get Auburn back within the next couple of years in contention for the CFP playoff. And I think their goal in 24 will be to make the 12-team playoff, and they'll have a legitimate chance if they keep recruiting. And they got to develop that quarterback position. That's the biggest riddle right now, but that's what Freeze is great at. So uh, turn him and get Ken Austin in the with Philip Montgomery. I believe it'll happen. Rob, I want to ask you about the Arkansas-Texas A&M game from last weekend. I don't know if you saw, but uh... – Assistant coach Dan Enos had emailed students back uh, that were complaining about the outcome of the game, saying that Arkansas wasn't playing with heart. What are your takeaways right now from this Arkansas team? Can they turn it around 
uh, heading into the final stretch of the season? You know, Arkansas is a strange story because Sam Pittman, the head coach, is regarded as one of the elite offensive line coaches in America. And this past week, they've been shuffling the offensive line around, moving a lot of these players. I think Patrick Kudis has moved from right tackle to center. But he's played that position before. But they can't get out of their own way. Uh, even though Rocket Sanders was back last Saturday against A&M, they're just, the holes weren't there for them. Okay? If you don't have the holes and, and you can't run the ball between the tackles, you're not going to win many, if any, games in the Southeastern Conference. Uh, the defense, I think – Arkansas has got three pick sixes already this year. Travis Williams, Marcus Woodson have come up there and helped out a lot. But they've got to find uh, holes. They've got to create holes on the offensive line. If the offensive line doesn't get better, they don't have a chance tomorrow against, against Ole Miss. But you, 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 you want to think, okay, Sam Pittman is getting back involved and going, this is below the standard we have at Arkansas. But, you know, it's the uh, sixth game of the season coming up. You're pretty much who you are at this point. Maybe, just maybe, tweaking the offensive line can help, but they're going to struggle. And and Arkansas has been recruiting a lot better uh, in the last three years, but it all starts on the line of scrimmage. In the SEC, offensive and defensive lines, and if they can't fix the problems they have, they're going to struggle the rest of the season. And I hate to see that because, uh, you know, I'm a big Sam Pittman fan. Yeah. Rob, I want to ask you uh, another about another bottom dweller right now on a team that I've been around quite often uh, this season at Mississippi State. Uh, from the outside looking in, how concerned are you with the Bulldogs? Can they kind of rebound in the second half of the season with the bye week looming next week? Well, you talk about Kevin Barbe, offensive coordinator. I said it over and over, and it's it's you know Sherlock Holmes' assistant, Doctor Watson, once said. There's nothing more deceptive in life than an obvious clue. And that obvious clue was the air raid was working at Mississippi State. They weren't running the ball that much, maybe 67 yards a game last year, but, you know, it worked. And Zach Arnett was the defensive coordinator. They won nine games last year. You had a quarterback, Will Rogers, on the verge of breaking every passing record in SEC history. And, you know, you, you take him and what was working – and say, well, we want to be different. Why do you want to be different? Well, we want to be different. We want to have our own identity. Well, if your own identity isn't winning eight or nine games like they should have, and it's winning, you know, four or five, it's not a good identity. I think they need to simplify and go back to what Will Rogers does best. Okay? They, they, they're they're going to struggle. That Alabama game, you know, was over in the first quarter the other night that's a great environment a saturday night and you're dead in the water barely into the game i i just i just don't think that the offense it, it's i'm gonna call it what it is it's coaching malpractice take will rogers hey if you've got a thoroughbred horse don't tie him up to a tree in the backyard and let kids ride him you know at birthday parties let him turn him loose in the pasture let him run Nothing more beautiful than watching a thoroughbred horse run out in the pasture or on race day at Kingland for the Kentucky Derby. Will Rogers is a stud. Either you get him involved or play Mike Wright. And if I'm Will Rogers, I mean, he's not going to because he's a great kid 
from Rankin, Mississippi, the coach's son. But do everything you can to win. And if Mississippi State keeps doing what they're doing, the results are not going to change. Rob, I want to ask you just kind of to piggyback off of that. Is it as simple as going into the bye week and tossing out this offensive playbook and saying, look, y'all go back to running what you were doing last season? Is that a possibility for Mississippi State heading into the second half of the season? I mean, that's like, uh, you know, changing your, the spelling of your name. That's hard to do legally, um, and, and it's confusing. Um, you, you know, it's hard, if not impossible, to do that. But, hell, it's worth a try. You know, do – do what you know you're good at. Now, you got to have the personnel to do it. And I understand they're trying to run the ball and be more physical in that respect, but you won nine games last year. Um, and your offense was a lot more productive. You know, defense wins championships. No, offense does. Because you got to score points. But defense travels. And when Will Rogers goes on the road with his teammates to Columbia a couple of weeks ago against South Carolina and throws for 497 yards and they still lose, I guarantee you one thing, they'd have run the ball for 497 yards. They would not have lost. They got to get, they got to simplify it. And, and, and you know what? Mike Wright, you got to have a backup quarterback. God, get him involved in, in some packages, not just to appease him, but to help the team win. Mike Wright could help you at receiver. He's fast. He's big. Will Rogers, I think Will Rogers can play in the NFL, but his he's not getting you know help him put him and his teammates in a position to win. You know what? You don't have to be different just to be different. What you need to do is find excuses to win. Simplify the offense. Okay, run the ball enough to give your defense a break, but make it simple. Rob, saying in the state of Mississippi and looking over at Ole Miss, uh, Ole Miss with an impressive win over LSU uh, in a high shootout game. It was a 55-49 to 49 over 100 points scored in that game in Oxford last weekend. Are you a believer in that Lane Kiffin and his Rebels have kind of figured things out and kind of turning that page heading into the second half of the season? No. I think they just played LSU. Defense was horrible. LSU's offense historically good, not as good as 2019, but Ole Miss has still got enough guys to rush the passer, and they're going to make life tough for K.J. Jefferson in Arkansas tomorrow. I think K.J. Jefferson and Jaden Daniels are the two best quarterbacks in the league, but you're seeing uh, both of them, you know, LSU's lost, and LSU's two losses, they've given up 103 points. Okay. That's 51.5 per game. They're losing. They've got talent. Everybody talked about Harold Perkins. This is where people get in trouble. You know, Harold Perkins had a good game against Arkansas late last year. Did KJ Jefferson play in that game? I don't think so. I think Harold Perkins is a good player, but he's 6'1, 215 pounds. He's got 10 teammates. Everybody knows they got the, the books out on him. They, they even moved into middle linebacker. Look at Ole Miss. You know why Ole Miss was better? When T.J. Harris uh, or Trey Harris played in the game, you got that guy out there, that makes Quinshawn Judkins a lot more uh, effective as a runner. Uh, Ole Miss can score points on anybody, but they've gone 
Yancey Porter, Rebel Yo Hotline, told us this recently, this past week. They went from a zone blocking to more man on man, you know, on the offensive line. Jake Thornton, the offensive line coach, is now at Auburn with Hugh Freeze. Why? Why do people want to be different? You know, you got to make tweaks to what you're doing. But I don't think Ole Miss is out of the woods yet. That was a big win. Don't get me wrong. And they, you know what? They should beat Arkansas tomorrow. But, you know, Arkansas is going to come in. All they're hearing is they're the worst team ever and they suck and they're no good. It's going to be a fight, man. And I think what it's going to come down to is the line of scrimmage. If these changes on the offensive line that, you know, Sam Pippen and Arkansas are making, if if these changes don't work, you know, they're just going to be the same or worse and they don't have a chance. And I'm not pulling for either team. I'm looking at this objectively. But Ole Miss, Trey Harris, Quinshawn Judkins, Jackson Dart, that guy's a warrior, man. That's why Lane Kiffin chose him a couple of years ago as a starter. He is a warrior gunslinger. It's going to be an awesome game tomorrow at Vaughn Hemingway Stadium. But Ole Miss, no, they hadn't proven it because they laid an egg against Alabama. Uh, they've got to they, they got to do this every week. Just, just one win over it number 12 team in the country, whatever, is great. But do it again. Rob, looking ahead to this week, a lot of exciting games. Uh, game of the day, it looks like, is going to be Kentucky at Georgia. Uh, talk to me about this matchup. What do you expect to see out of the Wildcats and Bulldogs? And then, does the Wildcats have what it takes to knock off the number one team in the country? Well, they need more than just one running back, Ray Davis, at 280 yards against Florida. If they can give him a rest, and they've got multiple backs that they can throw at Georgia. Hell, Auburn ran the ball for 219 yards against Georgia. Granted, that's in Jordan-Hare. That's a, a, an incredible home field advantage. But it's still, it's still between the players. What I worry about with Kentucky is their offensive line. How good are they against Georgia's front seven? This Georgia defense isn't last year's defense or the defense from two years ago but it's still loaded with future NFL players. Carson Beck, the the problem he had more than anything was he played his first four games at Sanford Stadium. His first road game is welcome to baptism under fire, Jordan-Hare Stadium, 90,000-plus, 60,000 outside the stadium, tailgating and going crazy. You'd like to have had a road game against somebody. But I think Mike Bobo and Georgia, if they're smart, a lot of Brock Bowers. But they got a lot of guys banged up. Lad McConkey's got to come out there. The running back room. Who's Georgia's superstar running back? Yeah. They don't have one. To be completely honest, it's Brock Bowers. He was a running back in Napa, California in high school. You know, just, hey, <laughs> throw the ball to him 15 times a game. They know it's coming. It, the defenses do. But Auburn knew it was coming there on that last drive. They couldn't stop him. They got a pretty good defense. Uh, so for Kentucky, uh, it gets down to this. Who do you think is going to control the line of scrimmage? Who has the most depth? And I have a feeling Kirby is going to give a, you know, uh, cat five alert to their fans, show up early, scream and holler the entire time. This is an all-out bulldog effort. I think Georgia gets the win in convincing fashion. Not that Kentucky's not good. It's George is just a lot better. 
I want to jump over to Columbia, then we're going to uh, close it down with Alabama, Texas A&M. But looking at this Missouri and LSU game, uh, who wins this matchup, and are you a believer in Mizzou? I'm picking the upset and going with the Mizzou Tigers. I think LSU gets the win. Uh, I think one reason why is because they their defense is they struggle, but their offense is incredibly good. I just look at who they played and what they're familiar with versus who Missouri's played and what they're familiar with. I know it's in Columbia, but this LSU offense, they've got uh, two of the top three receivers in terms of production in America on their roster. And the offense with Jaden Daniels, they, they can throw a ton at you. I just think their defense... I think Pete Jenkins, one of the best defensive line coaches ever in college football, is working with them. That alone won't mean a win, but I look for LSU to come out and give the best effort and play the most complete game they've played all year. I think they may win big tomorrow, 38-14. Call me crazy. I could be wrong, (laughs) but don't think that LSU is as bad as they look defensively against Ole Miss they're playing Missouri. I just don't think Missouri can keep up with LSU's offense, which will wear the Missouri defense out. Ooh, Rob, I like it. I like it. One more question I have for you. Alabama, Texas A&M. Seems to be the resurgence of Alabama. They've kind of had things figured out. Uh, they looked good last week against Mississippi State at Davis-Wade Stadium. Are you a believer in Jalen Milroe? Uh, will Alabama come out of Aggie land with a with or Colt land, as I would like to call it, uh, with a win over the Aggies? Look, we had uh, Gary Harris, Tyler Insider TV in Tuscaloosa, on the the other half along with Rodney or Tyler Insider yesterday. He said, you know, people are just brutal. Their criticism, Jalen Milrow. You know, he had an error free game pretty much uh, against Mississippi State. All kind of chatter out there that he's got a hamstring pull or something. I haven't heard that. We'll see. But that line is two points, Alabama minus two. I think tomorrow in College Station, that game is going to boil down to Bama's offensive line, A&M's defensive line. Two games in a row against Auburn in College Station and at Jerry's World against Arkansas last week. You know, A&M is 11-1. and one against Arkansas since they joined the SEC in 2012. Um, A&M's defensive front is really, really good. They've got 10 five-stars on that roster, and about half of them are on the defensive front seven. Alabama's offensive line looks better, and if they're committed to the run, to like a – 2015, 2016, 2017 type Alabama team before they change, you know, to the Tua, Mac Jones, uh, Bryce Young type of offense. Uh, I think I think this game goes down. Look, the last two have literally gone down to the last play. Okay, two years ago, first time ever one of Saban's assistants, Kirby Smart, uh, uh, Jimbo Fisher beat them last year in Tuscaloosa. Without Bryce Young, Milrose's first start goes down to the last play of the game, A&M at the Alabama 5, I think. And the, the pass was broken up in the end zone. I think the game tomorrow is going to be the same thing. 
I think it's going to be a full 60, and it's going to come down to the team that has the ball in the fourth quarter for the majority of the time of possession. It's going to be a line of scrimmage, and both of them are loaded up there. Defensive line, A&M's got the edge. Quarterback, Max Johnson versus Jalen Milrow. Who can make more plays with their feet? It's going to come down to that. So I think Alabama can get the win tomorrow. And I, I don't know. You know, I think I think Alabama will uh, will win by a touchdown. He is Rob Brown from Sidelines.Live. Rob, tell them where they can find all of your amazing work. And as always, I really appreciate you coming on the Mitch Davis Show podcast now regularly. It's a, it's a, it's a really cool thing to have you on every week now. I love doing it, and thanks so much for having me. Folks, you can catch us Monday through Saturday, 8 to 10 a.m. Central, www.sidelines.live is our website. Also, watch us live on YouTube. Our YouTube channel is youtube.com forward slash at sidelines, S-I-D-E-L-I-N-E-S underscore live. That's YouTube. Dot com forward slash at sidelines underscore live and hit the subscribe channel. Mitch, look forward to having you on first of next week. Great stuff as always. Uh, the evangelization, the, you know, uh, the evangelization of college football. Billy Graham, tenth revivals on the side of the road are happening in stadiums all over the country. The, the people that tried to ruin college football and think NIL and the portal are going to ruin it are dead wrong. The fans own college football, and they're kicking back. America's great when college football, hunting and fishing, and NASCAR are good, and we're heading in that direction. Keep the faith, people. Thanks for having me on. You have been listening to the Mitch Davis Show podcast. I've been your host, Mitch Davis, founder of the MitchDavisShow.com, podcast host of the Mitch Davis Show. Follow me on Twitter, MitchDavis underscore eight. Facebook and Instagram at The Mitch Davis Show. And just please check out the podcast on SoundCloud, Apple, and wherever you'd like to listen to your podcast at The Mitch Davis Show. And check out the website, TheMitchDavisShow.com. A very, very special thank you to Rob Brown from Sidelines.Live for joining me on The Mitch Davis Show podcast today. Always fun to talk to Rob and talk Southeastern Conference football. Uh, week 6 upon us. It's going to be a really, really fun weekend. We're gonna. I'll have all your digests on the website Sunday morning, so check it out. Thank you again for listening to the Mitch Davis Show podcast.